0: so ladies and gentlemen welcome back to easy conversations i just want to start by saying thanks for everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie young z Zach saloon and thanks a lot curtis for doing the special guest appearance pop in via facetime hopefully everyone's staying safe and um yeah so now for episode 32 of easy conversations extremely excited to have matt back with us Uh, joining via facetime as well matt what's up to the people
1: what's going on on everybody i hope everyone's staying safe during these unusual times and uh, i'm happy to be back recording
0: yeah it's awesome to have you back so for this episode we're thinking of just going over basically what we've been doing during these dark times to keep busy like myself i'm not working right now so i've just been trying to do other things and just watch movies and tv but i have watched a lot of movies so i want to share what i've watched during this time matt can do the same and um just to give suggestions to the people and also to hear from you as well some people um reached out to us via instagram stories there to share what they've been doing so we'll get to that um so matt do you want us to just get going into i've listed down all the movies i've watched during this time so uh, do you want me to yeah. dive? Do we do one movie at a time, alternate, or what are you? What are you thinking? I'm, I think alternating is a great idea.
1: I'm very curious to uh, hear what you've been watching. So I, I have been working, but I'm still off four days a week, so I've been watching a lot of movies as well.
0: Yeah, and I haven't shared all the movies I've seen with you yet. Only a couple, so some of these might surprise you there. So uh, yeah, it'll be fun to. I, know. I, I can't wait to hear them. Yeah. And actually, before going into that, I just want to say that, like, it's good to, if you're not working like me, to get into kind of a routine. I've started getting up at 8 instead of later just to kind of get some structure going. I've been reading a lot more, um, trying to do some home workouts where possible just to not go insane, right? And, like, it's tempting to just sit down and crush TV, like I said there, but I think it's good to try to do some other stuff. It helps have a dog to get me outside of the house here and there, but I hope everyone else is, if everyone else wants to share what they've been doing other than um, work, if they can, or um, watch TV and stuff, feel free to share with us. Um, yeah. How about you, Matt? Anything else than um, movies or when you're not yeah, working? So
1: the biggest, biggest change for me has been like the gym being closed. And I used to go there easily three times a week. So I've been trying to work out at home and it's very hard. But I think I've got into a routine now. Uh, so it's that, just the whole routine got thrown off for everybody. So now we have to adapt and form a new one. So that, that's the hardest part for me.
0: Yeah, 100%. You know? I agree with that.
1: Yeah. All right. Not to be bored, basically.
0: Yeah. It's the constant battle. All right. Yep. Well, we can dive into movies. That I'll hit you with my first one I've watched, which um. There's a movie i had never heard of before the day I watched it, basically. I stumbled on it by watching a um, Lakeith Stanfield interview, um, which he stated that this was the role that got him discovered for the show. We talk about a lot on this podcast, Atlanta. So the movie in question is called Short Term 12. Matt, I know from talking to you that you've seen this movie. Um, You enjoyed it as well?
1: Yeah, I, I stumbled upon this movie on Netflix. Just randomly clicked on it, and and it was I love
0: that film. It's oh, a great movie. It's great, and just for these movies too. In case these are movies that most people haven't seen, I was thinking we could not spoil them completely. Like just give a general overview of the plot and like the things we liked about the movie without giving away endings and stuff. Are you cool with that?
1: That sounds great.
0: Okay, so for this movie, it's a solid uh, hour and a half drama comedy starring Brie Larson as a supervisor of a group home community basically for troubled teenagers and this was actually her first lead performance of her career and I couldn't recommend this movie anymore from the movies I've watched during this time off it's probably my favorite one so it's an emotional movie it's sad somewhat sometimes dark but it's riddled with humor lovable characters and just uplifting human interactions throughout the whole movie that in my opinion make this a much must watch movie it's on prime video that's where i saw it but yeah and just all the character interactions are very relatable like you see a lot of the characters as different struggles in life and like a lot of them obviously they're in a group home so they all come from tough backgrounds but even the counselors themselves have their own demons that they're battling with And, um, like I said, like it's a a very serious movie, but there's a lot of humor throughout the whole thing that like, for me, I need that in a very serious movie. It can't just be dark and like, oh, it's great acting and everything there, but I need some sort of offsetting humor to make it an enjoyable watch. And obviously there are great, like I said, uplifting moments that make it really worth it. And, um, yeah, Matt, what are your thoughts on the movie? That's my, uh. Overview of short-term 12 strongly recommend
1: You use in your mini review there you said something that I was gonna bring up and Which made me which elevated this movie for me. It's when you mentioned even the counselors have their own Demons like I thought that aspect of the movie was something Above and beyond that what you see during those more like I was expecting a regular movie but that that aspect elevated the movie higher for me I was not expecting that and it just made the movie more realistic and emotional for me
0: yeah 100%
1: so so I'm really glad you said that and like you think you know where the movie's going but like it just it, it shocked me how good it was
0: yeah me too I mean, I, like I said, I had never heard of this movie in my entire life before until yeah. that interview, and it just so happened to be on Prime Video, so um, I definitely recommend, and Brie Larson is amazing in that movie, and now that made that movie made me want to watch Room, which I haven't gone to yet, obviously, there, but yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, it's what we, it's a hidden gem, basically. Yeah. Uh, hidden masterpiece, actually. No, 100%, yeah. it's a
0: masterpiece.
1: And I would hold off on watching Room till maybe uh, better times come along. because Room right. is depressing. <laughs> yeah,
0: that is, if there's some humor that, in there, it has no humor. Oh damn it! All right, uh, all right, might hold off on that one then.
1: Okay, uh, my first movie now. Yep, let's do it. So, so when I, um, so because I've been, I've not been able to go outside. Obviously, I've been. Browsing Disney Plus a little more, okay, because they've been releasing more and more stuff. And so my the first movie I checked out was the Aladdin live action remake. Nice. Uh, have you seen the movie? Yeah, it's actually on my list too. Okay, well, we'll I'll talk about it, then you can. Okay. Um, I had no expectations for this, and I gotta say, I really enjoyed it. It was the perfect movie I needed at that that time, like when the uh, virus outbreak happened, and I just had so much fun with it. And even if it was cheesy or predictable, I didn't care. I just enjoyed every minute of it. What about you? Yeah, I
0: agree 100%. I loved, uh, yeah. I loved all the, the cast was great. I thought Aladdin was really good. He, and he, he's been, I don't know if he's been criticized, but he hasn't been able, he's been vocal about not being able to get roles after this movie, which is surprising because he was, if not the best character, one of the best. Along with Jeannie he was great. Um, Naomi Naomi Scott was amazing as Jasmine. The actor who played Jafar, I think, he was really good, but wasn't really menacing enough or just didn't have the, the OG Jafar creepy look. But I still thought he was really good. And that's one thing that I noted down is that I like that they gave Jafar more backstory. And they kind of related, made him more relatable to Aladdin in that he was also a pickpocket and then rose his way up. And you see his skills on display later in the movie. But no, I really enjoyed it as well. And I thought that the songs were great. You ain't never had a friend like me. Then It was so good. And um, yeah, no, I really liked it as well. Solid time. Like you said, it's a great movie for this time, especially.
1: Yeah. And I thought the movie had a good pace. Like I was never bored. It just kept it had a good, uh, the story moved along well, which is important in any movie.
0: Yeah, for me, it's probably my favorite live-action Disney movie I've seen.
1: So I far. haven't seen Lion King
0: yet, that's the only one I'm missing. I, I've only seen this and Beauty and the Beast, so it's short-term list for me to say there, but still, <laughs> but well, a solid you, movie. You
1: want you want to go now, or?
0: Yeah, sure, and that's pretty much all I had to say about Aladdin too. so that's good, pretty concise. Uh, So my next one is a movie that you actually lent me a long time ago that I selfishly took way too long to watch. It's um, (laughs) 1999's American Beauty. It's a great movie. Uh, Kevin Spacey basically plays a, air quote, loser father. In the words of her daughter, works a job that he's hated for the last 14 years and is on terrible terms with his mother, his wife who actually has a great job herself. She's a real estate agent, like rather successful. And he just has just nothing, to, nothing going for him basically at this point until he meets his daughter's hot friend who's in high school. So this basically lights a fire in him that changes his whole approach to life. And during from this turn in the movie, Basically, every character has a turn in their life as well, with the wife, his daughter, himself, and then a few other characters are intertwined in that just suburban lifestyle that um, just makes for a super enjoyable comic and um, intense story. A lot of classic scenes. Uh, Kevin Spacey and Annette Bening, who plays his wife, are both just knock it out of the park. Great chemistry. And I was just interested in the whole... The whole movie. It won, like, four Oscars, I believe. Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Screenplay, Best Cinematography. Matt? Mm. Is that correct? Yeah, it sounds right. That's uh, cool. I, I, can't,
1: I know it won Best Picture and Kevin Spacey won.
0: Yeah. So. And, like, that's one thing that I liked a lot about that movie was the cinematography. I thought the shots were great. Um, yeah, that's my overview of the cinematography. Pretty in-depth, but yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, I had a feeling you'd like that movie. That's why I lend it to you. And it's it's a movie everyone needs to see because it's like it's a classic. And it's like to me, it's like a hidden look into like suburbia, like what's going on behind, like in the houses, and like
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: You never never know what's what's going on in people's houses, right?
0: Mm -hmm. They seem perfect on the
1: outside, but what's going on on the inside? Yeah, and that's a great creepy
0: neighbor. Yeah, yeah. A
1: creepy neighbor character.
0: No, the that's a great theme or narrative throughout the whole movie, basically, is that everything does look mm-hmm. perfect on the inside, on the outside, but then on the inside, like you said, yeah. Um, yeah, I knew nothing about the movie either. I didn't really know what the storyline was. I just knew Kevin Spacey was in it there, and uh, his character was so funny. I found, like, the dinner scene with him and his wife there. Mm-hmm. Um, after, okay. Anyways, I'm not going to give anything away there, but that scene just floored me. The asparagus, but like the movie. No, go ahead. No, that was pretty much it. Like with the asparagus debacle.
1: Yeah, but like the movie start. The first lines in the movie. I mean, they don't really spell them. Like I'm not gonna say, but it starts with narration of what he basically tells you what's gonna happen in the movie, and then right, you're like, right away you're like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, this is not a typical movie. So I really like that aspect of it. Um. And uh, Chris Cooper and Wes Bentley. Wes Bentley plays the neighbor, and Chris Cooper's his father. Like they're great in the movie. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and uh, no, it's I I love that movie.
0: So, yeah, when this all I'm settles, glad you liked it too. when this all settles, I will be returning that movie to you, Matt. For now, yeah, no, I'll worry. hold on to it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so yeah, that's my um, rundown on American Beauty. Definitely recommend. And it was actually also on Prime Video, which is where I watched it. So that makes sense I I think I lent you the DVD yeah honestly the HD version cheaping out on me
1: yeah I don't know why I don't own the (laughs) (laughs) Blu-ray actually I remember buying that DVD is one of the first ones I bought that's why it's a DVD okay okay my next movie is from I think uh, 97 maybe it's called October Sky with Jake Gyllenhaal you heard of this movie I may have talked about it before
0: no, I, well, I don't remember about the movie. I've, okay, yeah.
1: Well, okay, it's a movie I watch all the time, and i It's a it's a very inspirational movie based on a true story. It's an uplifting movie, and I just I threw it on because I wanted to like smile and be happy. It's basically a uh, like a, not a rags to riches, but a. Like, it's about a young kid who's... A young teenager who's told he can't be something when he grows up. Like, you're just going to be a minor all your life. And he aspires to be, like, an astronaut, an astrophysicist. And it's just, like, him overcoming every obstacle and achieving his dream. It's about a kid who wants to achieve his dream, basically. So it's just wonderful movie. And... It, it, Every time I watch it, it's just a get it's just a happy movie, which what I needed at the time.
0: Yeah, it sounds like that's something we could all use right now, and that's something yeah. everyone anyone can relate to, right? A kid, a wanting to achieve their dreams. Yeah. That was all us at yeah, one point. And like,
1: people laughing about it,
0: people laughing at him, telling him they'll
1: never do it. Actually, ironically, his dad in the movie is played by Chris Cooper. Okay, who was in American Beauty, and like his dad, like is, like thinks he's a joke and. What, like they're always constantly fighting with each other and
0: so he's a, you know, pretty, a much movies like, yeah. pretty much typecast dad
1: pretty much <laughs> but there's a lot of movies like October Sky but just October Sky is presented well I mean to me flawlessly and Jake Gyllenhaal earlier early role for him and he's he's really great
0: okay right on mm-hmm. that'll so, have to yeah, check that out for sure yeah, yeah. What else do you have now? So my next one was Moonrise Kingdom. Another movie I just randomly discovered on Twitter. Someone tweeted a bunch of movies that they liked the cinematography of. So that's how I found a few of these movies, actually. And Moonrise Kingdom was one of them. Had never heard of it. Had no idea what it was about. Just threw it on. Prime video again. Big plug here. It's basically about a 12-year-old Boy Scout who um, escapes his troop on a a fictional island to go on an adventure, basically, with a um, a girl who he meets at a church theater production, and they both run away together. And meanwhile, the troop, uh, the Boy Scouts all look for the boy and the girl's parents look for the girl together, and they're all uh, grouped together trying to find the two of them. And they go on this little adventure there... um, And it just kind of brings me back to a theme that, or a narrative that we've talked about a lot in the pod is just how we love seeing kids go on these unlikely adventures. And it's just a a ride the whole time. Super fun to watch. Um, The movie has a great cast that has Ed Norton, Bruce Willis, Bill Murray, Tilda Swinton, and just the themes of like young love, innocence, the camaraderie of the boy scout there's good humor in the movie and like i said the cinematography is great the a bunch of nice nature shots wide um landscape shots and there's just really nice colors throughout the movie and yeah the like the final act of the movie is wild it's just a fun ride to enjoy seeing um, kids do what stuff that adults do actually that no one does they're just doing what the kids inside all of us are doing just breaking free of the um constraints i guess of their societies and the groups that they're supposed to be a part of to do what they want as two kids in love just running away so i definitely recommend this movie it was also pretty short an hour and a half i want to say so definitely recommend you've seen this movie matt
1: yeah i really like moonrise kingdom it's i put it in my top like my top three favorite wes anderson movies i'm a big fan of all his movies and when Moonrise came out, I remember watching the trailer and being excited for it, and it did not disappoint. I love, the two kids are great in the movie. It's so good. And he always has a great supporting cast, so how can you go wrong? And his little, his quirky style throughout the movie is just great. Like, I love his dialogue, his cinematography, the colors in all his movies. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic director.
0: Like it reminded me of Grand Budapest Hotel, which, of course, he also directed, and it's the same cinematographer as well. So if you like Grand yeah. Budapest Hotel, I'd definitely recommend Moonrise Kingdom.
1: Yeah, well said. Um, actually, I, I I watched a Wes Anderson movie, too, recently, and I was going to talk about one. So Nice.
0: Those are the uh, only two I've seen, I'm pretty sure,
1: of his. Okay, well, maybe i later like when this all blows over i'll lend you all his movies because it's worth watching his filmography he doesn't have that many so you can watch them all pretty easily okay nice yeah um but like i watched his latest
0: one isle of dogs Mm, okay right and is that that's uh, a stop motion uh film right yeah like it's animated stop yeah stop motion that's
1: cool um which is super trippy when you're watching the movie that's all you can focus on is the animation it's so cool Mm. like it's that's might be the highlight of the movie just watching every frame okay cool um the story was really good and it has a lot of like hidden political messages in there on many subjects but the animation is the seller of the movie and just it's like a journey movie where the dogs are traveling and it's just it's just a fun little adventure and then you have all these great voice actors like, you have like Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Jeff Goldblum, Bill Murray, Greta Gerwig, Frances McDormand, Scarlett Johansson, Harvey Keitel, Tilda Swinton. Like all these amazing actors doing the voices. You got all the
0: heavy hitters out there.
1: Yeah. Big one. All the, all the actors want to be in his movies, I'm guessing, because he's always getting A-list casts.
0: Yeah, clearly. It's a yeah. solid
1: one. So it's, I, I watch it on Netflix and it's, it's I wouldn't say it's like in my top favorites of his because like it's, it's still like animation. It's not live action. So it's not my cup of tea, but um, no, it's a fun little movie.
0: Okay, solid. Is it also kind of shorter? Like around the hour and a half uh, length?
1: I think so. I don't remember.
0: Which is solid. Like I love throwing those kind of movies on before going to bed. I think it's like, it's not too much of a commit, and you know, for the most part, it'll be a concise movie with no wasted scenes.
1: That's a good point. I don't like to I like... I either want it to be 90 minutes or, I, or, like, over, like, or two and a half, three hours. That way, I can watch it in two parts. But if it's two hours, I don't know how to watch it all in one shot or in two halves. Yeah, no, I
0: agree
1: 100%. So, yeah, Isle of Dogs, good. Not his best movie though, but he has such great movies that saying it's not his best is still a great movie. Mm -hmm.
0: So uh, my next one was, I'm not sure if you've seen this one actually called the peanut butter Falcon. Have you seen this movie? Oh no, I haven't. Okay. It was great. Uh, Again, I just looked up the running time comes in at 98 minutes, very concise movie. And I'll just give a brief overview of the plot. So, Sheila LaBeouf's character finds a recently escaped boy with Down syndrome in his fishing boat, and then as they're both on the run, um, the boy from his living facility and Shia from basically having burnt down a rival or a, a rival fisherman's stock, essentially putting him like just on the run from them. Yellow Wolf is one of the fishermen that he just burnt his. Uh, equipment and Dakota Johnson plays a social worker at the facility from which he escaped and tries to track him down and this isn't maliciously she's she genuinely cares about him he just wanted to escape to go to this wrestling camp and that is where Shia LaBeouf's character vows to take him along the way they become friends on their journey and it's a super enjoyable movie that deals with a sensitive topic and down syndrome and the misconceptions around it and bullying. But it's a, overall an extremely uplifting story. I love the characters. The chemistry between Shia and the boy Down Syndrome. And Dakota Johnson's character when she gets introduced to the to the pair later in the movie. Yeah, there's, like I said, good humor in the movie. Which is, like I've already said, needed in these kind of movies. The tone isn't dark at all. I wouldn't say it's an overly serious movie, but it's a, a drama comedy, maybe coming of age even. But, um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, I'd recommend, Matt.
1: Uh, where is it on Amazon Prime?
0: So I watched this one on Crave. Um, I don't know if it'll go on Netflix soon, but uh, hopefully it does. But, yeah, it was good. Okay. Strongly okay, recommend. will add it to my list to watch, because that does interest me. The You describing the movie, that's right on my alley, so... No, you, you'll definitely like it. I think it's a movie that everyone would enjoy. And, and another strong entry from last year. Again, like a lot of these movies have, I've been watching, like Aladdin, again, I obviously wouldn't put it as my favorite of last year, but it's another strong entry into 2019. And I have another one for later. So, yeah, no, 2019, very strong year for cinema. Yeah.
1: Okay, speaking of 2019, my, I'm... My next movie is a 2019 film that I've only just watched last week because I, I missed out
0: on it. That's uh, called The Lighthouse. Oh man, I knew it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of too. I want to see that movie. Nice. Right. Okay, so I was, it's directed by
1: Robert Eggers who his first movie was The Witch, which I loved in 2016. So when I, I went into The Lighthouse with high expectations. Now The Lighthouse is one of those movies. First of all, it's shot in black and white
0: Nosferatu. With a cropped
1: frame rate, four by three frame rate, which means it kind of looks like a square on your TV, okay. so very old school looking. It's a very atmospheric movie, stylistic movie, superbly shot. Now I'm naming all the good things in the movie, but the weak the weak point of this movie is the story. I'm not going to go into the story, but let's just say the movie is more style over substance. Okay. Now, I still enjoy the movie a lot because of Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. They're phenomenal in the movie. Like, grade A acting. The problem is, like I said, the story, it's not... I I don't want to say too much, Okay. um, but some people would hate it for that, and some people would really like it. I'm more in the liking it camp, but it's very, very style over substance. So, do you like those type of movies? Yeah, I could
0: dabble in those movies there especially if there's great acting which from what you've said there is but i still would appreciate and enjoy a good story to go along with the different style there but um i'm interested in seeing the movie just for uh, robert Panson and Willem defoe
1: yeah every, every year i come up higher on robert Panson. like i think he's a great he's a Way better actor than I thought. After seeing a couple other films that no. may or may not come up later.
0: Oh, they may and they oh. will. Okay, good. Breaking Dawn no, Part he's, Two, he's classic. Great. Okay, good. <laughs> um,
1: but no, like Lighthouse, it's like honestly, after five minutes, I had to throw on the subtitles too. Like it's, it's, it's old English. Okay. And uh, it's it's not it's not easy to follow but honestly there's not much to follow. It's, you're just you you have to just be an observer of these two characters and go along with it and enjoy the atmosphere and the weirdness of the movie.
0: Is it a horror movie?
1: So uh it can be. I think it is, but some people can argue against it and they would probably be right as well. It's okay. it's very it's it can be in different uh, genres.
0: It's very weird. Okay. It's trippy. Did you buy the movie or did you watch it on a streaming platform? Because I'm waiting for no, it to go uh, on Netflix.
1: No, it's it's not. It's I um, coworker lent it to me. Okay, nice. Yeah. And I regret not seeing it in the theater last year, but it was a very small uh, limited run, so.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I still want to watch it for sure. Overall, you enjoyed it, though. Like. Overall, I did, but I watched it with my mother, and like she's like,
1: she, like "What the hell is this?" Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's your next movie? So Eric?
0: my next two, I'm kind of bundling together because they're both directed by the Josh and Benny Safdie brothers. So one of them is Uncut oh, yes. Gems, and the other one is actually featuring the aforementioned Robert Pattinson, Good Time. So I want to focus more on Good Time. I enjoyed Uncut Gems. I watched it after Good Time. Came out two years. It was, Uncut Gems was last year. Good Time was 2017. Uncut Gems was good. I mean, Adam Sandler's character, like we talked about in our um, favorite films of the 2010 decade, he, acted, he was really good, but I found his character quite annoying. And not to give anything away, but I was highly rooting against him the whole movie. Like I did not want him to succeed just because of how reckless he was and how he kept getting himself himself in these situations where he would make some money but then gamble it right away to make more money and I, just, I don't know. I just wasn't rooting for him I don't know how did you feel about his character in that movie Uncut Gems?
1: A really aggravate a really aggravating character yes. and annoying and. You want to root for him, but then he makes dumb decisions. He's doing it to himself, basically, after a while. And then you're like, oh, well, he's a loser then. You don't want to cheer for him.
0: The weekend I found, was super funny in the movie, too. Like, his little scenes there, I thought were pretty funny. (laughs) And Kevin Garnett was great in it, too. And, again, Lakeith Stanfield. So that's how I actually also got to Short Term 12, just to bring it back full circle, is I loved his character in the movie, then watch that interview, which led me to short-term. Better movie than Uncut, in my opinion. So now, oh, Absolutely. Which brings us to Good Time. So, this is definitely a sleeper movie I had never heard of. But Robert Pattinson absolutely kills it in this movie. Where he and his brother basically go... The movie opens with him and his brother going to rob a bank, essentially. The brother gets caught. And... During the movie, which takes place in, I want to say, a 24 hour window, maybe 48 hours, we follow Robert Pattinson's character trying to bail out his brother from the prison and then eventually from a hospital where he gets discharged as he has um, de- developmental deficiencies. And he just goes on this absolute roller coaster of a night and next day to free his brother. And he commands your attention the whole movie. His character was extremely interesting, cool, uh, not really funny, but the characters he interacts with, he has funny interactions with them. And, um, yeah, I just love this character. He just carries that movie. And it's, again, again, I think it was like an hour and a half long, maybe an hour and 40. Concise, definitely recommend. It's on Netflix, so while it's still on there, I definitely recommend to watch it there because Netflix pulls a lot of great movies off there. So watch it if you have not seen this movie. You'll have a whole new respect and appreciation for Robert Pattinson. Now I'm super pumped for him as Batman. And I want to, I wanted to see lighthouse just because of this movie. Good time. Check it out. What were your thoughts on the movie, Matt?
1: All right. My thoughts on good time. Uh, okay. I've, so I've seen the movie twice now and I, I absolutely love it. It actually, it gets better the second time you watch it. Nice. If you can believe that. Um, it's, I love movies that take place during a short amount of time. Yep, same. And this movie does that. And it's like a high adrenaline. Fuel night of one thing after another. and it just doesn't stop and. His Robert Panson's performance is. Uh, like he puts on an acting clinic. It seems like he's just perfect. And you know when the movie takes a curve, like um, after the
0: hospital scene, and when they get to the house, and then they yep. throw the curveball at you—that was great. Like my jaw hit the floor the first time. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was
1: incredible, incredible. Um, and then like ugh, I, I honestly just
0: feel like watching the movie right now. Yeah, I mean I'll probably Should rewatch you talk it about it again. What's our? Yeah, yeah. No, it you know, was a the, great like one.
1: He said the minor. The minor characters in the movie are great too, and like this, uh, um, like the carnival. The scene in the carnival, I guess you call it. Yep. The theme park. Oh, great stuff.
0: That was great. And
1: the music soundtrack too is fantastic. Soundtrack mirrors like what our characters going through.
0: So the soundtrack kind of the soundtrack and feel of the film reminded me of Drive kind of like the lo-fi atmospheric especially while he's driving at night you get kind of the same style of music playing in the background do you agree with that
1: Yeah I do I do agree with it and it you're presented with like the not the the underworld side of what are they New York Yeah it's New York yeah so like you're you're not seeing like the nice side you're seeing the seedy side of New York and desperate like desperate actions from the desperate man basically and the the two like you know that the main character in the movie is played by one of the directors right
0: yeah i did know that and i actually thought that the other character who gets introduced like you said there the the curveball moment i thought that was the other brother.
1: No, if he's watch interviews, they don't look alike. The brothers, uh, one of them's an actor director. The other one is just a director.
0: So the director yeah. was not the brother. I assume
1: one of the directors plays one of our main characters. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, he was he's good great. as well. Um, yeah, that's again in a movie I knew nothing about and it made me want to watch uncut gems to bring it back to that there. And, uh, like I said, solid movie. I'm not going to watch it again though. Which I would rewatch. Good time. Oh, and
1: please do. And but you can see the similarities between the two films. The, the like hyperactive, adrenaline fueled like characters that are desperate to get something done and doing anything in their power to achieve it.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, like percent.
1: Yeah.
0: Even from the cr- the opening credits, basically like just seeing Adam Sandler navigate through New York and go into his jewelry shop there. Like It was the same kind of music, uh, 100% stylistically and thematically. There were parallels between the two movies. So that's why I bundled them up together there. And yeah, so um, that's yeah. it for the good time. Uncut gems on my end. Can get to your uh, next one. I've been
1: watching lots of movies, so i got to like pick and choose which ones I'm going to talk about.
0: I've only got one um, left, by the way, so you can do a two-spot if you want here.
1: Okay, I'll do. I'll do two quick ones. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, so definitely. I watched. Uh, I watched Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace again. Nice. Just because I felt like rewatching it, especially after our, we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, the Star Wars Episode One. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna pop in Phantom Menace. So I popped in my Blu-ray of it, and it just it went by so fast. The movie just flies by. I had a blast watching it. Um. My only complaint is there might be like 20 minutes of downtime in the movie when they get to it's like after the pod race to before the final showdown. Mm-hmm. It might be a little just like downtime, but no, the whole movie I enjoyed. It it it, it really like it doesn't get any worse. It does it. It's good.
0: Oh, it's a great movie I would have liked to see actually like you said in between the pod racing and the final showdown maybe make that Darth Maul battle when they're still on Tatooine a little longer that would have been cool
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah I know classic movie
1: yeah but that like and then after I was like do I pop in Attack of the Clones and then I that's (laughs) where I stopped it I said no that's I'm done with that for a little bit I didn't I didn't feel like it yeah good call Okay, uh, another movie I watched. It came out last year. It's uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Tom Hanks. The okay. Mr. Rogers movie. Yep, how was You've it? Have heard of this?
0: Yeah, I saw it like, at the awards especially there. He was up for, and the movie itself was up for quite a few awards there. What did you think of it? Yeah, Tom-, Tom
1: Hanks is the highlight of the movie. He was nominated, and he's excellent as he always is. The movie was better than I thought because... It focuses more on our main character and his struggles, not necessarily. It's not necessarily a Mr Rogers centric movie. It's more about our main character. So I really like that aspect of the movie. It's just a quiet little drama. Nothing really bad happens in the movie. It's just like a uplifting story, I guess. Okay. And it's nothing, nothing special, but it's not. It's just really a quiet little film that's well made. So I really, I'm glad I watched it.
0: Okay, so would you recommend for me in this quarantine? I
1: I recommend it if you want to watch, like, if you're a Tom Hanks completist and you want to watch all his movies or you just want to watch a happy movie. But it's not something, like, there's way better movies to watch before this one.
0: Okay. I should probably get on Forrest Gump before I call myself a Tom Hanks completist because I've never seen that movie, so.
1: You've never seen Forrest Gump? Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I know. A, I, have, I have controversial thoughts on that movie, so you need to watch it and we can talk about it. Alright,
0: I'll do it up then. We'll have a Tom Hanks series episode coming up. Hey, we could. Catch Me If You Can, great movie. That's probably my, one of my favorites of his up there. I like, I've seen Survivor Cast Away. <laughs> Catch Me <laughs> If You Can... I don't know. I feel like I've seen them in others. I'm just blanking right now. They're on the spot.
1: Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. I've
0: seen that once. I should yeah. rewatch it though.
1: You want to go for your last one or you want me to do one more?
0: Yeah. I'll give my last one there. Um, okay. so it's, okay. I watched it last night. So it's kind it's fresh. Um, a 2007 best picture winner, or I guess 2008 best picture winner. No country for old men. Definitely oh, lived yeah. up to the hype. I love the movie. The it was thrilling. I was on the edge of my seat. the There's great suspense. I absolutely loved Josh Brolin's character, Llewellyn, however you pronounce his name, Moss. L- Llewellyn Moss. Llewellyn, right? I just watched it. I should have known how to pronounce that, anyways. And then there was um Javier Bartum. Is that his last name? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. so Javier Bartum's character absolutely hated his character, but he was a great villain. Just a A sinister ghost assassin. Just the cat and mouse mouse story of Josh Brolin Llewellyn being on the run basically with the money that he just stumbled upon. For those who don't, I'll just give a quick rundown there as best I can of this movie. So he's a retired man. I don't really think they say what he used to do, but he's a cowboy living in a trailer. He stumbles upon a... um, Shootout gone wrong, I think, between two Mexican gangs. He finds a briefcase filled with two point four million dollars under a tree with a um, a man who's dying or he's either been hung, one of the two. I'd have to rewatch it to be sure. Anyways, so he finds this money, and then um, Javier Bardem's character is sent to retrieve the money and event- essentially kill Llewellyn's character. So, like I said, it's a cat and mouse game of him being on the run, escaping. Um, his character and it's a great movie super uh, it gives a good twist on the classic western genre as well like the final act if you'll call it really surprised me like it was not the end i was expecting i enjoyed it um i'd have to do some further reading on it though like tommy lee jones's character perplexed me a lot i must say like i was expecting something a lot different from his character. I'll just say that for those who haven't seen it. And, um, yeah, that's all I can say about it right now. Matt, what, what were your thoughts on the movie? Uh, I always have
1: lots to say on this movie because it's, it's one of my all time favorites. Like it, it sometimes goes in my top 10 of all time because every time I watch it, it's, it just goes up for me. So I'll try to keep this brief, but no, the, our character, Josh Boland's character, Llewellyn Moss, so I think he's a, he's a um, army vet, so maybe he might get a right. pension, might just be living off that. But like, when he discovers the shootout gone wrong, and then he looks at the money, he takes the money. But then like, that scene in the trailer at night where he can't sleep, he's tossing and turning. Then he's like, "Oh, like it's it's nagging at him." Then he he fills up the water and he brings it to the that that man was not dead, like that dying uh, cartel guy. Right, he was still alive. So he wants to go bring him water, like his guilty conscience. And he even tells his wife, "Like I might not come back. Like I don't know what's gonna happen." Then he goes out, and then that's when the whole chase happens and the bad guys show up. Mm-hmm. But then that's intercut with scenes of uh, Javier's character called Anton Sugar. And like the scene with the air, is it a cattle air gun or something?
0: Yeah, exactly. He gets
1: stopped stopped on the side of the road and the cop comes out and he just like puts it to his forehead and blows like a hole in his head. (laughs) Like that just sets the tone for that character. And you're like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. Um, And then his his gun with his giant silencer. (laughs) That (laughs) killed me. And like his character, Anton's character, Javier's character of Anton, like he's he's like a clean freak. Like throughout the movie, you see him like. If there's blood, he doesn't want to touch any blood. He's always making sure he's, uh,
0: his boots are clean.
1: And he's super meticulous.
0: Yep.
1: And I don't know if you noticed, but at the, during a scene at the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, I didn't know him.
1: Did you notice when he's walking out of the house? He looks at his shoes.
0: Yeah, which to me, and without giving anything away, like you yeah. know what happened,
1: basically. Okay, thank you. You caught that the first time? I didn't catch that the first time. Yeah. But the movie's filled with little clues like that of stuff going on, and it's it's an... Un, it's like... What happens at the end is unusual like to our main characters, and the Tommy Lee Jones character with all the narration can be off-putting, but the more you re-watch it, it just it flows better
0: yeah i think i would benefit from re-watching it because i know that his care anyways like there's more to his character than what i noticed on first viewing and like the title is called no country for old men he's the old or one of the old men in question right so because josh brolin and um, javier Bardem's character are not old at the time um no, absolutely. So I w- and, I'll definitely uh, rewatch it for sure.
1: Yeah. Also, the script, the script, like the Coen Brothers wrote, like almost a flawless script. Like the exchanges between Anton and the store clerk with the coin toss—that scene
0: mm-hmm.
1: is legendary.
0: Really like, great scene.
1: His, his face is Anton's face is so scary. Like Javier Bardem, he won an Oscar actually for that movie. Yeah, as supporting actor. Crazy. He's every scene he's in he's bone chillingly scary (laughs) yeah and then and then you got Woody Harrelson in the movie too as another as a bounty hunter and he's got great lines of dialogue
0: yeah he was really good Um, as well
1: one line I always like in the movie is when he's Woody Harrelson's getting hired to track down they ask him to track down Anton Sugar's character and. They ask him how uh, deadly he is. And then Woody says, like, compared to what? The bubonic plague? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's really scared of him. Yeah. Like, just the whole movie's filled with those moments.
0: Yeah, that's a, um, that was a great one. No, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. So, yeah, like I said, I am definitely would, it would benefit, we would all benefit from re-watching this movie. And if you haven't seen this movie, it's on Prime Video as well. Prime just, sick. Like, that's my um, gold mine of movies these days. There, I've seen pretty much everything on Netflix there, other than Isle of Dogs, which is now on my list. And, um, yeah, strongly recommend. So, that was it for me movie wise. So, we can go to you, Matt. If you got any other gems to drop that you've watched during this time,
1: I'll just mention one other movie quickly. Um, but well, I still want to talk about No Country. <laughs> we can for sure. It won Best Picture in 2007, and I remember I was in high school when that came out. And when that, a lot of people either loved that movie or they hated it. Like I remember talking class, and people were like, "Yeah, it was horrible," or people were like, "Yeah, it's awesome. It's the best movie of the year." So mm. it's a it might be a polarizing movie at first because like it's not your typical movie, especially the 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 last act. Yeah. But, uh, after rewatch, I've seen the movie maybe like eight times now. It's, it's for sure a masterpiece.
0: Would you say that's kind of characteristic of a Coen brothers movie where they're not really universally loved? Like even, I want to say Fargo is probably their biggest movie or the most well-known or or seen. And that's not a universally loved movie. Like I love it, but uh, a lot of people don't. Same with Big Lebowski. It's either it's, the funniest thing ever or you think it's stupid. See, that's a perfect example. Like, when I, w- I watch a lot of those classic movies during the same run of time, and Big Lebowski was one of them, and I just couldn't get into it. I haven't finished it. Maybe, and that was years ago, so maybe I would need to rewatch it and I'll appreciate it more. But at the time, and I was still old enough, I did not find it funny or entertaining and didn't really care about what was going to happen.
1: Yeah. And then you ask somebody, and it's their favorite comedy it's like they can't stop laughing so it's very yeah. polarizing um, but no I'm glad you really like No Country for Old Men it's it's going to stand a test of time too it's a movie that's going to be remembered
0: yeah it was great um,
1: okay I'll, I'm, I'm going to my last movie is going to be a cheat it's just it's basically I watched Danny Boyle's first movie that he ever directed and then his latest one So the latest one he did was that movie called Yesterday.
0: Okay.
1: It came out last year. It's about the musician. He basically, the whole world forgot the Beatles and don't remember them except for him. So when he's playing a song, everyone's like, a Beatles song. Everyone asks him, like, oh, did you write that? And he's like, no, the Beatles wrote that. But literally no one on earth remembers the Beatles. (laughs) So he's like, he's like Googling it, nothing. He's going to like looking at all his records. They're all disappeared. So it's basically a what if movie. Like, what if the whole world forgot something, but you remembered it? So then the movie starts off from there, and it's really, really, it's a really charming and funny movie.
0: Okay, that is cool. Yeah. Any uh, any yeah. actors I would know in there?
1: Well, uh, Lily James, the actress from like Baby Driver and Cinderella. Okay, okay. She she's great in it. And our main character is not really a known actor, but he's a musician too, so he does all his own singing. So it's a really, really. If you like the Beatles, I recommend this movie hundred percent. You'll love it.
0: Okay, right on. Was that on Netflix um, no. or one of the streaming services?
1: No, um, I have the Blu-ray.
0: Okay, nice.
1: Yeah, and then and then I and then I watched Danny Boyle's first movie from 1994 called *Shallow Grave*. That has Ewan McGregor in it. Um, it's a British. It's basically a dark comedy. And it's about three roommates, basically. They're looking for a fourth roommate for their big apartment. So they get one, and then one day he's just found dead lying in his room from a heart attack, and he's got a briefcase full of cash under his bed. And that's where it starts off, and it's basically, what do they do? Do you call the cops? Do you take the money? Okay. What do you do? And then they all start losing their minds, basically. <laughs> that yeah. sounds interesting. It's a really good scenario movie, like, what would you do if that happened?
0: Big on the what-ifs, yeah. this director, eh?
1: Yeah. Well, and then, like, oh, I mean, in the movie, I mean, people are looking for the money eventually, and it's like everyone gets paranoid. It's it's really good. And then you can see, like, Danny Boyles went on to direct, like, Oscar-winning films, like Slumdog Millionaire. and okay. So, like, he's, this is, like, his first few, like, his, you can see brilliance in his first movie, even at a young, uh, when he was younger.
0: Okay, nice.
1: Sounds yeah. interesting. So I'll so, check
0: that one out too.
1: Yeah, Shallow no, Graves. I recommend Shallow Grave, Shallow Grave way more than Yesterday.
0: Okay. Like,
1: yeah. All right, well, I think that's it for my movies.
0: Yeah, me too. Another thing, well, I've been watching Westworld Season 3 as well, so a weekly episode basically. Have you been watching Westworld, Matt?
1: No, I, uh, no I've only seen the first season.
0: Okay, you didn't see Season 2?
1: Yeah. I just, I, I kind of, I don't watch H- anything on HBO anymore. Okay. So, So how is uh, season three? Is it better than season two?
0: It's good. I like it. It's it's different than season two, which was extremely confusing. Like, season one had a, it was a confusing show. It had a lot of intrigue as well. Like, you're wondering about who these characters were and how everything was going to tie in together. And it all explained itself very well in the last four episodes like you slowly get got reveals in every episode whereas season two they introduced up to four timelines all going on at the same time basically and it was still really confusing at the end of the season so i think they just tried way too hard to up season one which it's very tough to do when you set the mark that high in an amazing first season so season three i think they're going bringing it back to basics a lot less complex and um just a, an easier story to follow. And you're with these characters that you love for the most part. I'm, and I like Aaron Paul's character that's been introduced in season three. He's been really good so far. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see where it's going to go. And it's going to be a shorter season, eight episodes as opposed to 10, which the first two seasons were. So if you do have access to HBO, I would definitely recommend watching season one of Westworld. I enjoyed season two. Like I said, it was complicated, but three so far is off to a really good start. Yeah, and I also. Have you been watching any other shows? Yes, yeah, so I watched. This was like when this all started, basically. The Night of crushed that show. That's also on HBO. Amazing show. Have you seen or heard of this, Matt?
1: I've actually seen the whole thing. I watched it uh, in syndication, and uh, it's phenomenal.
0: Oh, it was amazing, man! And um, a bunch yeah. of people had told me to watch this show, and um, took this basically, to gave me to watch, and man, it was it did not disappoint. Riz Ahmad's character um i don't really have anything prepared to talk about it there in depth but um really enjoyable tv show and suspenseful intriguing great acting yeah super uh, strong show
1: no i can't disagree i can't like disagree with that it's it's amazing and uh, it's a show where they're like there's no good or bad guys they're just there's the people that are there and that's they're there because of their like social circumstances, and there there are no winners in the show. It's just it's it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it's,
1: I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's pretty spot on. It it's, what reminded it is. me of the yeah. Wire, where it's just it's you present it with both sides, and that's what it is. That's reality.
0: Yeah. No, that's life, right? <laughs> exactly,
1: and like you know, like that last scene of the night of, like, it's basically it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, right? It's, this is what's going to happen now.
0: No, he was a product of his new environment at the end of the day. Right. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I, yeah, that's well said. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely recommend Anything that else? to anyone who has HBO or crave. It's a very good show. Um, so got a couple of people. i just going to go open up and Insta stories. One sec. A couple of people who answered with stuff that they've been watching or doing during these Times. And the first one we got was from the previous guest on the show, Curtis Daigle. He asked, or said, you have to talk about Tiger King. So Matt, I'll throw it out to you first. Have you seen, you've obviously heard of this show. Have you seen Tiger King, Joe Exotic?
1: Okay, I'm, first of all, I'm sick of hearing of
0: this show. <laughs>
1: 100%. <laughs> It because everybody at work's talking about it so i have to be in the know
0: <laughs> i know right
1: you're like i have to watch it now just so i can discuss it with people at work because that's all they're talking about Discussing, disgusting i mean like six meters apart or two meters apart
0: (laughs) yeah exactly respect social distancing yeah me too i'm in the same boat as you have not seen this show i started watching it actually i watched the first 20 minutes i was kind of tired and i'm like i know this requires my full attention because from what i've heard this is a ride and you want to be focusing throughout the whole time to really enjoy it and it only gets crazier apparently so um now i guess we're both in the same boats is that we haven't seen it which is a refreshing change of pace because the other day we all facetimed my friends and i and we're about seven and the six of them were all talking about tiger king and i was just sitting there just blank face and it was unenjoyable for me so i guess i will have to get on that because now i'm pretty much done my, my next movie to watch was room and based on what you're telling me i should probably wait for better times to watch this so i guess i'll have to get on tiger king next that's uh that's our answer you're uh, comment curtis now the next one was from our aunt nicole zirachet shout out so she wrote after having watched the witcher series and needing to read the first book to understand i was compelled to read on i'm now on book three thank goodness for ebooks loved 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 the netflix production and henry cavill in that role matt have you read the witcher books
1: I have not read a single book, but I've seen the first season and loved it.
0: So I've also been reading a lot more with this time off. I have a lot of time on my hands. so I've been reading Harry Potter, which has been great, but that's different in that I've seen all the movies. I know it's going to happen with Witcher. I don't really want to read because I want to just be surprised when the next seasons come out in the years to come. I would love a new series of books to read. So if anyone has recommendations, send them my way, but um yeah I just want to watch the show because I also love the series Henry Cavill was great Jennifer um, was great and it was um, just an overall amazing show our new Game of Thrones and all the episodes come out on the same day so that's awesome um Tony Cutter thanks a lot for the submission I'm wondering do the books if I can ask you a question now if you'll get back to us with this do the books follow the series as closely as we've seen like was book one a um, almost word for word adaptation of season one or vice versa. you know what I mean? No,
1: I can't wait to watch uh, season two of the Witcher because I feel like watching season one is just one big like tease. you just want you want to know more about every little aspect of the show. It was not enough.
0: Yeah, and I've actually seen this the show twice now. so you understand obviously a lot more on second viewing. Um, because of the three different timelines, right? And just character names getting thrown around left and right. You're obviously just, um, confused the whole time until like episode three or four there. So definitely if you, if someone needs a new show, Witcher, definitely recommend as well. Excellent.
1: I've, I've only been watching, uh, I've been watching two shows only. The first one is uh, better call Saul been watching every week. Uh, the new season, what can I say? It's like the other season. is just great writing, great character, like great acting. It's more of the same, but it's all great stuff. And then, yeah, like you, how, how, you've how you seen the first four seasons, Eric?
0: So you know what's crazy is that season four of Better Call Saul got added to Netflix about a week before season five was set to premiere or to air. I, abs- I crushed season four. Set myself up beautifully to start watching season five. haven't watched a single episode of season five and don't really have an interest in watching them for some reason. I guess I'd like the thrill more than the actual show. I don't know, but I love the show, which is crazy. So I don't know why I'm not watching it, but if they're all on AMC or Rogers on demand, I should watch them. But um, no, I'm glad to hear that season five is good. I wonder how many more seasons they're going to go on to, to produce like you would think season 5 or 6 would be the last ones like breaking bad was only 5 seasons right and better call Saul while i love it is an extremely excruciatingly slow show you just or you're in it for the characters basically that we we've known to grow to love i've always loved them um, Saul and Mike are great characters and now you get like Nacho as well Gus into the fold a bunch of familiar faces Kim's great as well interested to see what's going to happen with her. Is she going to be able to ride off into the sunset or is she going to have some unfortunate death, which is what I'm leaning towards because she's not in Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad. So, um, yeah. Interested to see what's going to happen.
1: I think there's only going to be six seasons of Better Call Saul. Um, because we're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're approaching Breaking Bad territory. Um, and actually, not not spoiling, but season five has like a couple more Breaking Bad characters that pop up, and it's amazing.
0: Okay, That's nice. All right. Okay, so
1: the, the last show I'm watching, now let me just set this up. So this last show that I'm watching now, I thought when this show first aired, and the show's done now, like the, the, it has four seasons, the show's over. Now... When I first heard about this show, I'm like, oh, it's stupid. It's for kids. I didn't think I would like it. The years go by, and people mention, like, Matt, you should watch this TV show. And I'm like, no, it's probably stupid, and I don't want to watch it. Now, the uh, like, maybe three months ago at work, a co is like, Matt, I've seen the whole show, like, twice. You need to start watching this TV show. You'll love it, because you're such a massive Star Wars fan. So the show I'm talking about is Star Wars Rebels. Okay. Um, I'm almost finished the show now and I absolutely love it. I'm really, really into it.
0: Okay. Nice. And it blew away any expectations I had. (laughs) So Derek, former guest on the pod also texted me about this show. Like last week saying he absolutely loves it. Thinks it's better than clone wars.
1: Okay. I have, yeah, I have lots to say on that. I actually, it is. And I wish my co work like to convince me to watch it, people should have told me like, Oh, this happens in the show, characters in the show doing this and then I would've watched it instantly. I think it suffers from people not knowing what it's about or what it is. Because if I explain to you certain things that happen in the show, you might go watch it right now, like that episode on YouTube. It's so epic.
0: So could you it has a lot of characters from the, No, go ahead. Could you give us kind of a breakdown of like a synopsis of when it takes place really because is it in between is it kind of set in the same clone wars timeline or is it after episode three between four it, it's it's after
1: episode three between four maybe closer to after episode three um because there's some survivors of order 66 but like what what surprised me is like you get some darth vader action in there okay like, nice. that's like people's favourite character. Uh, a lot of... You get some Clone Wars characters in there that come back, and that actually... Like, my jaw dropped when they came back on the show. I had no idea. No one spoiled that for me. Um, it's just... The first The first season has some, like... F- like, the first season is just building it up, but then season two, three, four, they get... Each season gets better. I, like, kind of like Breaking Bad, where each season tops the last one. So... I'm almost done now and I heard like you don't want it to end but it, it unfortunately ends after four seasons mm. and it's just good good fight like good just good stuff if you like Star Wars.
0: Okay, right on. Cause...
1: Yeah. Like they're just short episodes and then you don't want to stop watching them you just want to keep going.
0: Because I've been trying to get into well now I've stopped it's been quite a few weeks that I haven't watched any Clone Wars episodes but I did try getting into it I got to almost the end of season 2 No, actually I'm at season three now and I'm just waiting for like the Darth Maul return basically and I watched a lot of them for the Mandalore episodes and those plots, which I did enjoy, but there's just too much to get through and I don't, I didn't really want to skip episodes either and while they aren't, they aren't long episodes at all, it's still like I could be watching a movie instead, but now from hearing from you and Derek that Rebels is better than clone wars and takes place in a time where we don't have that much other than having seen rogue one. We aren't privy to any stories that happen in those 18 years, essentially right between three and four. So that definitely, and we get Han Solo, Never mind, my bad. So, um but we can just forget about that one, I guess. So, okay. Yeah. That might be uh, worth investigating into. Yeah. No, Disney plus, uh, I'm excited for them to roll out more originals. Like, the Marvel stuff now. if I hope nothing more gets delayed well, I mean, if it takes, it'll take the time that it'll take to release, obviously movies are going to be um, delayed, but TV shows, I would hope continue to roll out because you no know, people are hungry for more content, right. And TV shows, like there's no better time than to be crushing TV shows and at home right now. So you, what do you think is going to happen with our next uh, rollout of shows?
1: What do I think is gonna happen with their next rollout of shows?
0: Yeah, like uh, the Bucky and Falcon show. I wonder if that show is gonna be um, postponed because of the COVID situation. I think
1: because nothing's being produced right now, I think we're gonna get everything like eight eight months to a year delayed, and then the stuff. But the people's fear is that nothing will be released in a year because nothing's being produced now. So just I think everything's gonna be delayed. And then t- everything, basically, everything this year will be next year. And then everything next year,
0: um, we're basically going to have to wait more for what we want, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like 2021 is going to be a dire year.
1: Exactly, because nothing's being produced right now. So I think they're going to save those movies for 22. And then the 21 ones can be for 23. Like, I don't know. They're going to have to stagger everything, basically. Yeah. Give us a little bit out of time. Like look at all the movies that are supposed to come out in the theater—they're being all pushed back to November. We don't know what the hell's going to happen in November, so they might be pushed back again or be released on uh, video, like video on demand, or
0: yeah. straight to like straight to us. And at the end of the day, I mean, this is the priority there to get our society operating uh, as normally as we can in the future, right? So we just got to get through this and um, find ways to improve our living conditions. Like, movies, unfortunately, will have to wait. Right? Yeah, it's, like, it's very low on the priority. It's just entertainment. Yeah.
1: But, like, like we've been talking about today, there's a huge back catalog of stuff to watch, and you've watched some great movies over these last few weeks, and I was
0: very happy to talk, like, talking about them with you. Yeah, same here, man. So if you have any other suggestions, like, last minute, uh, Rec, uh, recommendations for the audience and myself feel free to shoot them within the next few minutes and anyone else who has anything to shoot uh, our way at uh, what you've been watching i'm always looking for new recommendations like i said books as well um i got tiger king on cue now i guess rebels um room will wait i guess or we'll see and uh, yeah i mean any final notes for the audience matt for the audience, just
1: everyone, just stay positive. Basically, like some, I know some people are reacting to the situation negatively, but like it's it's not the end of the world. We will get through this, and then we're gonna be looking back on this, wondering why we were all out. So that's my message. And uh, like, do you want me to give recommendations? Pretty much all the movies I talked about today, <laughs> I recommend.
0: And then you, Eric. Uh, I lent you another movie that I'd like to discuss next episode, maybe. And that I it want was, back, right? <laughs>
1: no, I don't care because I, I don't need to watch. Like, I've seen it so many times. No, I, I'm just I like talking about that movie with people, so I just I think we'd have good
0: conversations. Okay, and it's Boogie Nights. There's, lot, there's Boogie Nights. Yeah, there's lots to say about it, and it's a long movie. It's got a lot of stuff going on. Okay, so maybe good for two sittings then.
1: Yeah, but do not I, watch it by yourself because it's kind of uh It's not something you want to watch. The subject matter is not something you necessarily
0: want to watch with other people. Gotcha. Yeah, I know nothing about this movie, though, so I'm going in blind. Well, it's about the adult film industry, so. Ah, there you go. Now I know something about it. That's
1: why I'm saying that. You don't necessarily want to watch it with other people.
0: All right. Well, solid recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, uh, it's in my top 10. I love that movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, that's all I have. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll check out those movies for sure. And thanks a lot, Matt. It was fun doing this uh, virtually. I mean, I think that's going to be the way for the next few episodes there until we can get back to normal, normalcy. So, um, yeah, thanks a lot to everyone for listening. I hope everyone enjoyed the episode and we'll get on some of these movies that we recommend if you need some and let us know what you thought of them as well if you disagree or agree with what we thought about them and yeah just stay safe stay positive try to like i said earlier not just watch movies and tv it gets easy to veg but then you'll you'll just get in a pattern of laziness so try to do some other things around the house get outside it's beautiful at the time we're recording right now so go for walks And yeah, stay tuned for episodes dropping every two, every other Monday. And uh, yeah, peace.